Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a mouse killer and a dirty bitch boy, Dan Masters. With my good friend, the East Kent Elliot Friedman, a man who was mourning the Gunnosaurus and a man who lives in squalor. Well, every human, Will, how you doing? <laughs> Fucking, the slander being... Pedaled about at the start of this fucking podcast. It's I the best not, thing about introductions. Like, say whatever I want. You, you, just, you, yeah, you say whatever you fucking want. Whatever you, and it, it, you put me on the back foot every fucking week, and I end up. I I'm sure to a lot of people, I'm the fucking, I'm the bad guy of this podcast. I'm the fucking heel. Because I'm constantly coming in like Eddie fucking Earn, like, no, 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 I'm not having this. And I'm not having this. I wasn't mourning Gamasaurus. No offence to the geezer who was going to come us, but fucking give a shit, mate. Give a fucking mate, shit. that was fucking bullshit, though. That was such fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. Which is that guy making yeah, a then... year? Fucking 30 Gs? Come on. Oh, I bet, I, bet, I bet he makes a fucking wedge to be Gunnosaurus. I bet he makes a fucking wedge. Wait, just quickly. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Arsenal Football Club's mascot is called Gunnosaurus. Same as all hockey have, teams have mascots. Lots of English teams have, lots of English footy teams have mascots as well. Arsenal's is called the Gunnosaurus. It's a big, it looks like a big green Barney the Dinosaur, basically. And he wears an Arsenal kit. The guy who played him was sacked from his job. And then about four hours later, Arsenal announced they've spent about 50 million sheets on some lad from Atletico Madrid. And it was a bit like, come on, really? Mate, You're going to find this guy making 30 grand a year? Fucking Gunnosaurus ain't rocking the number 18 and playing the anchor in the centre of midfield, is he? That's That's... <laughs> Different. Yeah, but that was bullshit. That was bullshit. I did not like that at it, all. It, it was a bit bullshit, but I don't see anyone mourning the fucking CAF staff at the Emirates, the fucking security, the ticket office people. Do you know what I mean? Just because it's fucking Gunnosaurus. Like, yeah, there are lots of people who have lost their jobs because of COVID-19 and the pandemic. And my fucking my heart bleeds for all of them. So I'm not going to give excessive... Um, excessive sort of exposure to just this one bloke when really he's probably in a far better financial situation than the aforementioned calf staff oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure he'll find a job immediately as man who dressed up in giant dinosaur outfit no, I'm, I'm saying he's, the whole time he's probably been taken home twice what you and i've been taken home i bet you get a fucking wedge to be gonosaurus yeah, but you know what it is though. You know what it is he's the he's the poster boy for the situation that is happening. He's the one that's kind of made the jump into the limelight and into the media. That hang on a minute, there are good, hardworking people here who do a job around the clubs, all clubs, and even you know what, hockey clubs are exactly the same. Yet there's all these people making millions and millions of dollars off the back of these clubs. Like, why can't they do something about it? And fair play to Meza Özil, who's going to get a big shout out. Who was an Arsenal player who said who's basically just said, I'll just pay his wages, it's fine. Shout out to him. Good dude. I fucking I love I love what Mesut Ozil has become. He's like just this pariah <laughs> on the again. He's not football anymore, is he? He's, he's, not, he's a fucking he's a he's an accountant. He's a he's a bursar. Yeah. Um so for, for those who don't know, Mesut Ozil wants a, an incredibly talented footballer and potentially still is, but nobody knows because he hasn't played a professional game in fucking nine months and he's he's not played more than five games in like a year and because isn't he's bothered either he doesn't give a shit and, uh, he just doesn't care does not give because he's making like 250 250 uh, large a week or something like that according to our dear friend football manager 20 it's 350 large a week to Jesus do fuck Christ. all and throughout the pandemic and even before then to be honest he's just he, he should be like a figure of ire for fans because he's making so much wedge and he's not playing and he doesn't give a shit about playing 
but I know he's doing things like this. He's paying Galatasaray's wages. I think he uh, he took like a pay cut, or no, he didn't take a pay cut because he was he's basically outspoken on. He seems to have this politics in the right position as much as you can for someone who earns over a million pounds a month. And the other one, I don't live in squalor. I don't live in fucking squalor. I live in relative squalor to fucking Flash's answer to the Rain Man over here. Do you know what it is? To be, I mean, to be fair to you, you've got a kid who's like, how old is your little kid? Like, is she three? She's fucking, like she's fucking free, mate. She's fucking yeah, she's free. three. That's so it. obviously that's like, those kids are just a disaster area. And you've got another one on the way. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not throwing stones. But do you know what it is as well? I only do it because I know for a fact you're a lot quicker and a lot smarter than me to come back with something straight away. If you started the show and did the introduction and did something like that to me, I'd be stumped out of the gate. This, <laughs> I'd just be, be dead air for like 20 seconds while I thought of something to say. I'd have nothing. It sounds good to me, to be honest. Yeah. I'll I only... Put it's you in like, place. It's, it is an abusive <laughs> relationship. I only hurt you because you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not delve any deeper into that. Train of thought, Dan, before this turns into fucking two Brits, one uh, psychology session. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Something else, just quickly. So, my wife was watching the NFL before, and we we always have it on on a Sunday night. So, she said once, she said, I should learn the names of all the teams, shouldn't I? Because she'd always say, Who's this playing? Who's playing? So, I was like, Right, I'll just teach you all the names. So, now now she knows all the NFL teams, and she's become a proper fan of it. Like I said before, she could not give two shits about hockey. Does not care about hockey in any way. So I said, let's play this with hockey then. Do you like? Have you learned anything by osmosis from hearing me fucking yell and scream into this microphone once a week for the past three years? So we were doing the team names. And some of them she was like, some of them were okay guesses. And she obviously knew the Bruins. She knew the Penguins because that was who she picked as her team. And she knew the Lightning because they just won. And that was Georgia's team. Which also reminded me, by the way, which was quite funny, is that as in man versus eight-year-old, my daughter beat you again because she fucking, <laughs> she's a lightning fucking fan. Fucking livid. Livid. <laughs> Furious. Anyway, so we got to Dallas and I said, okay, I'll give you a clue. Think of the Dallas Cowboys. There's a clue in their name. And the Dallas Cowboys symbol, for those of you who don't know, is a blue star. She, however, thought I meant cowboy and said, <laughs> said are the hockey team called the Dallas Stirrups? Stirrups. <laughs> Which crushed me, floored me. I was like, the fucking Dallas Stirrups. What? (laughs) I wish they were called the Dallas Stirrups. That just made me laugh. That'd be fucking beautiful. Oh, God. Big news, though. My wife has said she's not going to be a Penguins fan anymore. Because when I said to her the Seattle team was going to be called the Kraken, she did a double take and said, did you just say the Kraken? So I said, yeah. She was like, all right, that's it. That's my new team. I'm going to be a like the Seattle Kraken. That's really cool. So there you go. Maybe branding does work. I mean, it's definitely going to bring in fucking like casuals to have a look. Oh, that's that's different, isn't it? Yeah, that's wacky. It's like if you called them the fucking Seattle 69ers or whatever. All right. For once, we've actually got a fuck ton of hockey news to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm looking at it, and there's a, there's a bit going on. Yeah, there's a few things going on, isn't there? Bits, bits and bobs. We've got to start. Happened. We've got to start with the draft, which has happened and seems like it was... Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I forgot. Like six months ago. And it took the entirety of that six months to fucking happen. Oh, God, yeah. It was ridiculous. What was it, like a seven-hour second day or something? Which, to me, sounds pretty standard. 
because they, they, they normally go from like 11 till 6 or whatever, or 11 till 5 or something, because they start, they just do it during the day on the second day, but this one felt fucking so long. I also enjoyed learning via Twitter in the draft about how tall and heavy players were instead of their actual ability. So that was nice. Yeah, which is which is good. That's you know, it's nice yeah. to yeah. always nice to know that whether someone is six foot one and very tall or five foot eleven and very small. I don't need to know how good his shot is. I don't need to know if he can defend. I don't need to know if he's got like skating ability or passing ability or good vision. I don't need to know anything like that. Just tell me how big and heavy he is. And therefore, you know, we'll provide lots of jam. That's all I need to know. And and the rest of it is just for following smart people on Twitter to say, yeah, that was a good pick, or no, that was a dumb pick, and this is why. Which is what, yeah, exactly. and then you can just formulate all do. your beautiful opinions on it from there. The only sort of takeaway I had from the draft that I wanted to mention, because I felt like it all kind of went, for, for the top players anyway, aside from one. And I don't want to, as we mentioned them last week, I don't want to pick on the Sabres. Like the high school bully constantly wedging the smaller kid with glasses. However, and I get it. Yeah, you're not the smaller kid. You'd be the shout on me probably. You got that wiry. You got like that long reach, haven't you? You got that. You got you know. You got that kind of wire frame. I'd, I'd like to think I'm one of you those the skinny little yeah nasty nasty ones who's gonna do you wrong. Yeah. And as I've said a million times, even for the top five picks, the draft is a crapshoot. But I'll give you an option, Will. Right? You have two players. <laughs> In the last two years, one of them has 0.9 points per game. The other has 1.7 points per game. Which one do you think the Sabres took? So one player, you know, 123 games posted 121 points. Yeah, 121 points. That's right. And is a right winger. And yeah, the other one in uh, in 109 games posted 185 points. Christ, well, that's even worse then. But there's a there's a very important stat which you touched on earlier, which hasn't hasn't you know been taken into consideration with this pick by the Sabers. <laughs> to, to be fair to the Sabers, they chose the the lighter player uh, coming in at okay. 176 pounds as opposed to 183 pounds. <clears throat> but yeah. the Sabers did choose the the magical six foot player as opposed to nine. There you go. There you go. Ooh. But the the point made that I saw time and time again is like so the 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 Sabres chose Jack Quinn, who is arguably a lesser player than Marco Rossi, who probably should have been top five in this draft realistically, from my understanding. But the point being made is like if you're sending your fucking scouts to see Jack Quinn, <laughs> who plays on the same team, and I think more often than not on the same fucking line as Marco Rossi, and you still come away, it? you're like, nah, this fucking. This fucking Jack Quinn lad. <laughs> Can't have none of this, none of this fucking pygmy European shit. <laughs> I want I want a lad from North America. I want his name to be Jack and I want him to be fucking six foot. And so, I did as well. I did do a slight bit of digging because I thought, you know what? It's, it's easy to look back on the last couple of years. Maybe there's something before that that made the Sabres do what they did. So I went on to Elite Prospects, as I mentioned, and I got all of their games, all of their points. Jack Quinn has 322 points in 285 games. Marco Rossi has 509 points in 320 games. He's always been really, really good. Mate, the, his whole 
from from like literally from literally waking up on Christmas morning with his first ever set of skates, going outside, skating around, and sticking seventeen goals past like a dustbin or something because there's no he's got no mates to play with. He's always been really really good. Yet they still took the other kid. I don't I don't get it. So so Rossi went over a point per game in an under 17s league when he was thirteen. <laughs> And then, and then put up 40 and 18 in that same league when he was 14. Fucking hell. Like, the kids are fucking... Let, like, he's just fucking dominated. Like, again, I'm not a fucking draft expert. I've not watched a fucking single second of amateur hockey this year. Not not a fucking second of it. But last year, Marco Rossi comes in as a fucking uh, rookie into the OHL. A, a rookie from a, you know, a European import, which is historically a harder thing to do. And he went over a point per game in his, in his rookie season, which is mental. And just by all accounts, the skill is unbelievable with this kid. And Jack Quinn's a fucking dime a dozen prospect, if you ask me. I'm sure he's good, but when you've got the choice of the two, it's just so, so amplified the mistake that they've made, the fact that they their scouts would have seen Rossi as well. It's not like it's someone on a completely different fucking team or whatever. It's like they actively chose to not take Marco Rossi over Jack Quinn, which is just fucking Yeah, it's not mental. like Marco Rossi's still playing in Austria or Sweden or whatever. He's on the same fucking team. And they still went, ah, no, forget it. We'll have the other guy. <laughs> we'll have the guy whose name we can pronounce. I imagine there was a game where, the, where they, the scouts went to and the Ottawa 67s played somebody and won, I don't know, 7-3 seven, seven, or whatever, something like that. And Jack Quinn's line was like 1-1 one, one and 2. Yet Marco Rossi's was 2-5 and 7. <laughs> and they still, they were like, yeah, but he's Austrian, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking hell. Maybe maybe it was a weird one. Yeah, just... Where, like, just for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe Marco Rossi scored in bunches a little bit and every time that they sent scouts to the 67s, it was Jack Quinn's night. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you'd hope that they're you doing... Can only, you can only pick up what you've seen, can't that, That's you? the thing. I'd, I'd hope there's more to, to their scouting process than just what they see on any given night. But who who's to say? I'm convinced, though. I'm convinced Marco Rossi's going to be the Quinn Hughes or the Elias Patterson or, you know, like, how did this guy fall to five or four or how did yeah. he get to nine? Well, even, like, Mika Rantman got picked at nine in 2015, I think. There's there's plenty yeah, yeah. of fucking... Like, Nick Ehlers was a seven pick. Willie Nylander was an eight pick, I think, like... Yeah, I reckon I reckon Marco Rossi could easily come out as like the third best player in this draft, from my understanding. Yeah, easily, easily. It's just, he, but that's the exciting thing. Yeah. Like I said, you never, you fucking. Never oh yeah, you know, never know. You never know. Never know. Never know. And even even looking now, like you look at the look at the top ten or whatever. Even, yeah, top ten, top top eleven. If you want to include Askarov or whatever, there's a couple of picks in there that stand out, like Jake Sanderson going at five and Jack Quinn going at eight. But yeah, they could easily. We could end up looking at oh fucking Alexander Holtz at seven. That's ridiculous. He didn't play a single game or whatever. Or like oh fuck, how how did Anton Lundell drop to twelve? He's fucking dominating or whatever. It's just we'll, be, we'll come back on the show. And we'll do, should we do a redraft of uh, two thousand twenty in like fifteen years? And we'll be like oh my god, how the fuck did the how did the Oilers get Dylan Holloway at fourteen? That's insane. <laughs> what do you mean fourteen? Like that's mad. Blake Biondi dropped to one oh nine. Is this a fucking joke? <laughs> What were they even looking at that year? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be all like the uh, you're know, like a sports net. Oh, what do they call? What do they call their um their little documentaries? They do. They always call them some. I can't remember what they call them, but it's going to be like a sports oh, net shit, documentary. Yeah. You know, like the two the 2020 draft 
the 72 players who were taken before Luke Prokop, <laughs> who's now like from the Calgary. What did those 72 players end up doing? Fuck it. Meanwhile, Luke, Luke Prokop's like, we've got like three cups or something. <laughs> yeah, Alexis already yeah. It's fucking mad. Never heard of him. I'm, I'm more interested in Cross Hennis. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm more interested to see from this draft, because it was built up for so long. The failures, like who are the guys who are just gonna eat their fucking lunch and just like why? Why did you take? You know, like why did Lucas Raymond get taken at four? That was a terrible pick. You know, like it's gonna be somebody like that, and I can't wait for that. And, and it, it's a beautiful moment now, so close to even even the last couple of drafts or whatever. Like because every draft has someone from like the fifth round or the sixth round or the seventh round or whatever who turns into a very good NHL player. Almost happens year in year out. Eventually, so like knowing that like fucking there's there's a kid out there that you're just looking at now and saying fucking who is in five years going to be oh shit that's 2020s Mark Stone like that's that kid yeah yeah and he and he's out there now and he's probably not even that good right but he's yeah that's, he's thing, that's get... the thing as well isn't it like you could you could watch the entire sixth round for the next year you could go to every game and watch them and just think there's no one in this group they're all fucking useless yep one of those kids is probably going to be that guy it's just going to get who ends up giving that message and like doesn't matter where you get picked fucking work hard and battle and you can you can do it you can get there I hope it's a uh, Gunner Wolf Fontaine Picked him 202 by the Predators. <laughs> yeah, because you know, the headline's going to be he was hungry like the Wolf Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing Jesus. I wanted to mention was uh, I know players are normally, oh, you know, it's a dream to come here. I was uh, I was an Ottawa fan growing up. No, you weren't, but whatever. And, and I'm, I'm really proud to be uh, drafted by this team. It, it's a great thing. Did you, see what, did you see what Cole Perfetti said? He got taken 10th by the Jets. No, I didn't, did you see what he said? What he said. It was basically, it was basically, fuck those other nine, uh, those other eight teams who passed on me. I'll fucking show them. Yes. Like, yes. Legend. Let's go. I, th- I think he said something like that. I think it was something along the lines of like, oh, whoever doesn't pick me is going to regret it during his draft interviews. <laughs> I, think, I love it. I, I love I it. Might be, I might be making that up, but I think it's, I think it's true. I believe it, at least. I can believe it after what he said. He's he's not. Like, it was kind of a surprise because it was a surprise. He went. He fell to ten. It was a bit. See, people said that it was kind of surprising that that happened. Again, he's he's another one that could have easily gone. Yeah, you know, top top seven, top five, whatever. Right. Well, that's great. I'm all I'm all about that. I'll fucking show you a lot. Fucking oh, yes. officially, uh, officially, Cole Perfetti stands on the podcast. Absolutely, I'm on. I'm all aboard the Cole train. I can't wait. All right, let's just start the show. That's supposed to be better, day. see all the um, furore over uh, people being mad xenophobic. <laughs> about what? About uh, a really hard name pr- to pronounce, such as Shakir Mukamadulin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Do you, do you follow um, Jashvina Shah? Yes, I think I do. She she was fucking doing her thing, calling people out. That's one of those ones where, like... Uh, like she went after Wyshynski because he, he made a joke about it and shit like that. It's like, oh, fuck. That, that typical fucking thing of like, oh, yeah, I'm really with you. Oh, you're going after somebody I like. Oh, don't know how I feel about this. No, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <clears throat> all for it because, good honour. 
Yeah, good on her because it, it's uh, keeps I people just, in check, doesn't it? Even if they're it, generally well-meaning or whatever, like everyone still needs a, a, a kick up the arse every now and again, don't they? Yeah, you you don't. It's so fucking stupid because in in the Western-speaking world, we just think anybody whose name isn't something like fucking whatever Johnson or whatever Smith or whatever Jones or. You're just like, oh my god, he's got he's got seven consonants in his last name. We're still doing that. My mate Ali doesn't go, what's your mate called? Fucking Richard Ashley. <laughs> That's stupid. He's no, got fucking two first names. What a dickhead. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the fuck? We're still doing that. To pretend that fucking... Yeah, to, to... It's not feigning ignorance, but yeah, like you say, like, oh my god, people from different places have names that don't sound like mine. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No way, you're kidding. It's like, come on. Especially yeah. in a relatively global sport such as hockey. Like. That's the thing. That's that's what it is. Like like I said, like, when I'm watching NFL, there are players who've made it from Europe who maybe played rugby or, you know, they would. sometimes NFL teams will have camps where like they'll just say to pe- people, you know, send us a tape or send us a, a video of you, your height, your weight, all that kind of thing. Yeah, 40 yard dash. And if we like yeah. what we see, we'll give you a tryout for a week. Which is fair enough, you know. And there's still loads of processes to go through, but there's a, a few players from Europe who've made that jump. So but there's that there's that rugby player who's who's uh was he playing for the Colts or on the he's on somebody's reserve list, isn't he? Yeah, but I was I was thinking there was a, there was a German player, there was a, a German okay. lad who I think was playing as a lineman for the Patriots. So when I heard his name, I was oh that's that's strange to hear that. It was, and he had like a, a very German kind of sounding name. I was like that's really weird to hear that kind of name in an NFL uniform but hockey's a world hockey's a global sport it's not that peculiar do you know what i mean i don't i don't get why it's still weird in hockey and i think especially in like north america and stuff where they do have quite a a variety of last names anyway you know like you get a lot of like eastern european names and like you know polish heritage and and shit like that like in america you get fucking like Wozlewski's and fucking Gronkowski, well, yeah, yeah, don't don't Gronkowski's and, and yeah, all that, exactly. All that shit is so like to be to be <laughs> surprised. I just realised it's fucking Stoud was right in the face, or maybe like Wyshynski. <laughs> I mean, I did, I didn't want to, didn't want to call him out again. I didn't, but like, I didn't even think of that. I, I, did, I did think, yeah, for a guy who who literally has fucking one consonant in his one vowel in his name, like. And he said before, hasn't he? He said loads of times. He said before, like, people always misspell my name or I'm always like, oh, my God, my name's this. Like, yes, it's fucking, you know, like, wherever he's... It's like Polish or Ukrainian or something, isn't it? I can't remember. But, yeah, it's Ukrainian, yeah. You know, you would, you would think for somebody who's, like, kind of had that, that they wouldn't then be like, oh, look oh, at what his a, name. Dude. And, and that's, why I, that's why I think it's, like, an element of, like, like reminding to an extent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, true. Yeah, okay, this this isn't acceptable in this new world we've got now. Like you can't, you can't do that shit. Doesn't really, it doesn't really work. No. All right. Anyway, let's fucking right. We're gonna try our best there to <laughs> get through what we think. What we think are major sort of signings or trades or whatever you want to call it. We'll start with, I think, the first one that started the whole ball rolling, which was Max Domi for Josh Anderson. Fucking no respect for Brandon Peary for Dylan Sakura. Then that's the how it is. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. There isn't any. <laughs> and you've got the you've got the fucking San Jose and Minnesota trades before that. Was that before that? Oh fuck! I thought it was oh, that. So, I thought according that was to Cap before that, and Oli Marta being fired off. Like I said, yeah. Let's start with the first um, major one, 
The first real one. The first real one. Well, I, I wanna I wanna call out fucking San Jose for dicking about and Minnesota for dicking about by splitting one trade into fucking two. Like, come on, I'm not having this. It's Ryan Donato and Devin Dubnik for and a fucking 2022 seventh round pick for a 2021 third and a 2022 fifth. Which I I, I love this Devin Dubnik trade because it's it's simultaneously the wild jettisoning, jettisoning their seemingly over the hill starting goaltender who they just had to get rid of and the Sharks acquiring a wonderful brand new starting goalie for themselves. You know what? You're right because, and I did I did want to mention this, you're right. I should have brought this up first because I my thoughts on this were, why the hell are they doing that? Somebody then pointed out on Twitter, well, with Seattle coming up, obviously, you know, you kind of want to have your goalie situation sorted out so you're not going to get stung by losing one of your goalies. Which then, to me, begged the question even more because it meant that San Jose are then actively trying to protect one of Devin Dubnik, Martin Jones, or Arundel. <laughs> well, they're going to have to uh, extend Devin Dubnik if they want to protect him. Oh, has he got? Oh, is he an extension? Okay. Well, either way, though. Either way, though. If I was if I was San Jose and Seattle came calling, I'd be like, "Do you want all of our goalies? Just take them. Do you want them?" Like it'll help us out. Such, it'll help us out with such a situation we've got ourselves into here. Please, please take all of them. Uh, all right, here you go, Bill Daly. Here's our seven forwards and our three defensemen, uh, and the goalie, Doug. Sorry, uh, the the goalie. We need we need a need a goalie. Oh, uh, Joe Joe Thornton. There you go. Here's a picture of him in pads. I think to 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 be fair to the Sharks, though, <laughs> to be fair to the Sharks, they're they're now betting on a goalie who's had one particularly bad season rather than a goalie who's had. Was it 17 bad seasons in a row now for Martin Jones? It's something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. It's a fair like point. I, like I think, you know what we've said a million times? Goalies are voodoo. So, you know, maybe change the scenery for Devin Dubnik. Maybe he can go surfing now and again. You know, get to a nice <laughs> beach instead of freezing his fucking dick off every day in Minnesota. Maybe it'll cheer him up a bit, make him play better. The dick's already been frozen off, Dan. It's fucking, it's too late for that. You can't, can't put it back on. That was a weird one, though. That was really weird. It's anyway... Weird. Max, Max told right. me for Josh, Josh Anderson's a weird one as well, I thought. I also think the extension is a weird one for Josh Anderson. Oh, I was going to ask, what what actually is the, the Josh Anderson extension? Oh, jeez. Uh, seven years of five and a half. Fucking hell. See, jo- Here's what, okay, let me say this first, right? Go on, go on. When it's, when it's a trade like this and Columbus... All, all I hear about, all I've heard all week about Josh Anderson, because the room, there was rumours going around for ages that, okay, this is... And even the trade deadline, because I think the Bruins were in on him at one point as well, all you kept hearing was, oh, Josh Anderson, like, he can score, big guy, works, he's, you know, he goes to the dirty areas, you know, the exact kind of guy you want. And I'm just thinking, the Columbus know something? Because he's... He, you, I'm being told by all these experts, he's the prototypical hockey player. He is everything you want in a hockey player. And he's 26 years old. He's not even, in theory, reached his prime years yet. And they're willing to let him go for a guy who struggled in his second season in Montreal. I was like, do they know something about Josh Anderson? Like, do they know, like, you know, his, his injury history is maybe more checkered than we're led to believe or something? Yeah. I mean, he, well, he only played 26 games this year, didn't he? Give or take. Yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't very good, particularly. His underlying numbers weren't weren't very good. His Corsi differential was a minus three oh five. Uh his relative Corsi per sixty was minus zero point nine one. Worst of his career since he broke in properly. 
Uh, no, sorry, forgive me. That's that's incorrect. But his uh, his courtship sixty has been the the worst since he broke into the league, probably. And for that money, like fucking hell, jo- Josh Anderson's one of those players. Like, I think he's really good, but he's not that fucking good. He's not seven years at five and a half mil. That's fucking mental. That is fucking mental. And I'd imagine that's probably why the Blue Jackets traded him more than anything because he's he's another he's a Kurt Overhart kid, isn't he? I think. So, and I know they yeah, had. That sounds right. He sat out a bit, or at least had a had a strenuous negotiating time with them last time they did in 2017. So I could imagine that Yarbo was just like, right, what do you want? Seven years, five and a half, fuck off. No, I don't know. So shifted him out, and like, skill wise, it's probably a downgrade to get Domi, but I think I'd far sooner have Max Domi on two years and Josh Anderson on seven. Yeah, me too. I think it's interesting to see how Max Domi does with Torts. I mean, it, it's either going to go one of two ways because somebody asked Domi about his relationship with Claude Julien and he said, yeah, let's not talk about that, which was so clearly there was, he wasn't happy with something over there. And it's, yeah. it's going to go one of two ways. Like, Torch is going to either going to turn him into, I don't know, like, you know, the next incarnation of name a great player or they're going to be fighting in the fucking locker room every period, <laughs> between every period. This is, this is Domi's third team in six years. Yeah. Which... I mean that's not that's not anything too special, but for a player that by all accounts has been he's been good. He was a highly tight prospect. Like Giza's got a fucking seventy point season under his belt. Yep, and he's still bouncing around a lot for for someone who publicly is is a bit of a prick. It's not really that surprising, <laughs> is it? But maybe it's, maybe. maybe it's one of those things. Like, like I said before, you, sometimes you need sometimes you need someone to stand up and give you a fucking bollocking, don't you? Sometimes you just need that. Maybe he needs that. You know, maybe he's going to get there with torts and. It'll be exactly what he needs, and he'll be, you know, rediscover his form. I guess. Maybe. I mean, hopefully, in a way, I suppose, like because he's he's a good player, and it's fun watching good players be good. Yeah, and he's one of those. He's one of those guys. Who, if he's on your team, you love him. You know, if he's not on your team, you fucking hate his guts. So, and I've got, you know, I got a soft spot for some of those players. Yeah, I don't know how many um how many non-white players are there on uh, on the Blue Jackets. He's not going to get on with Oliver Bjorkstrand. Who else have we got? Oh yeah, Seth Jones. Obviously, he's probably not going to get on with Seth Jones. Um, okay, so that's that's two out of twenty. That's not too bad, I suppose. That's not a bad ratio. I guess you'd work. You can work it. You can work. He should, with he, he should be all right. He should. He should be all right, especially with Torres yeah. as his coach. He'll get on all right. If you are to be believed, then the greatest signing of this or any free agency was Wayne Simmons to the Toronto Maple Leafs. One year, one point five million. No move. No trade. No takes backsies. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm. <sighs> I guess we'll quickly talk about what the Leafs did and what they've also done adding TJ Brody and Zach Bogosian, but it just seems like shades of last season again to me. It just seems, you know, shades of Cody Cece and Tyson Barry and it not working, Alex Kerfoot and it not working out. And I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I just don't think this is Wayne, the Wayne Simmons that the Leafs fans seem to think that they're getting. Fuck no. You know, I don't get it. Well, the Wayne Simmons signing is just people loving players they've heard of i guess so like wait wayne simmons is is whatever but you're overpaying even at 1.5 million you're you're giving him an, an extra 750 grand just because you've fucking heard of him yeah do you know what i mean you and could, he's from there and he's from like there's there are plenty of players out there that would have would do the same job that fucking wayne simmons would do easily for for less money you, you know you're fucking your daniel cars your fucking whoever's but for, Oh, arguably, Freddie Freddie Gosia, Freddie Goudreau. 
No, sorry, yeah. no, I'm thinking <laughs> thinking Frederick Gautier. Still, Freddie Goudreau would do would do do the same thing. Like Yeah, sure. There are there are a thousand other fucking Wayne Simmons is out there. I think that's a dumb, dumb signing. I think TJ Brody is a perfectly good signing. Like I like TJ Brody, but you're absolutely right. He is the grandson of Jake Gardner. He's Tyson Barry's son. Like he's just going to get fucking eaten alive in Toronto. Eaten alive. Like he's he's good, but he's not good enough. And he's going to be that kind of defenseman that he's good at moving the park, but he's probably going to make a couple of mistakes and then just get a fucking Damian Cox is going to bite his fucking dick off and. Call him a pussy. Like, I get it. He plays, he plays right side, doesn't he? But he's left-handed. Yeah. So he plays right side, but he's left-handed. And I remember that was something that Babcock talked about ages ago. And somebody said to him, "You made it work with the Red Wings. Like you had guys playing on the wrong side." And he said, "Yeah, but it was a different game." He said, "There's no, you have no time to try and you, you need every single inch of ice. And if you're playing." opposite hand like how he said you just don't have the time to think and move and oh, okay now i need to move the puck this way i guess is what they have, this is what they have to do every year isn't it like we've said before you've got that core there every year you just got to change a few things around and just hope that way that time it sticks and it works there's nothing else you can do yeah which to, to be fair to him that's probably the right way to do it yeah you've identified yeah. your weaknesses tj brody's come at yeah they've had nothing go out to get tj brody i think he's signed to a relatively reasonable contract yeah to four an by extent five. four by five which is which is fine i'd rather have because chris oh, tanner yeah. signed for four at 4.5 rather than four by five i'd rather have fucking tj Roden and chris tanner but yeah i just don't think that's a cursed position to come in as that number number three defenseman for the leafs like you it's just never gonna work is it and then the same, the same as Wayne Simmons with Zap, Zap Bogosian is that, oh yeah, this is what we need on this team. You know, he can still do a job. He can still do this. And I was like, you know, he was playing with Victor Hedman, don't you? Like, <laughs> you understand who he was playing with, right? In Tampa. Yeah, like that, that annoys me less because he's cheaper. I think Bogosian can do more of a job that doesn't necessarily get exposed than Simmons can. Worst case scenario oh, is yeah, you're yeah. your, your third pairing D man or your or your seventh D man and like yes that Bogosian's not a top four D man anymore unless he's being carried but I think for one million you could do worse than especially if you want to add in a bit of grit a bit of jam a bit of fucking snarl there are worse ways to do it than Zach Bogosian on on one by one but yeah that fucking Wayne Simmons deal is atrocious yeah I don't I don't like it I don't like it Bobby Ryan ends up in Detroit. For a million dollars. Fucking there you go, get Bobby Ryan in. I know. What did I say to you? Stick up, stick Bobby Ryan on your fourth line. He's not a bad player. He had a bad contract and, it, and he had lots of issues going on. A million dollars for Bobby Ryan for one year. I think on a good team, I think that would have been a great signing. Fucking sign me up. Eight days a week, I'll take that. Absolutely, yeah. No question about it. Love it. So it's, it's weird that he went to, went to Detroit, I think. Yeah, I thought for for that price, like, why wouldn't he go to I don't know to Tampa, to fucking Boston, to whoever? Yeah, any what? anybody who had a spare million dollars lying around. So yeah, just take Bobby Ryan. Why not? Because surely he would have had other offers apart from just Detroit. He must have done. Well, maybe hey, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. You never know, dear. Maybe they saw his past issues and thought, yeah, forget it. I'm not touching that. For <laughs> that while while Steve Eisenman's like. <laughs> I like a man who can party. Let's uh, let's get him down, Robert. What are you saying? <laughs> maybe, maybe he did. You never know. 
Uh, yeah, Lundqvist goes to the Caps. I was a bit, I was a bit surprised on that one, but a year at one point five. What, what, what were you surprised about by it though? He, that he went to the Capitals. I, I, I was convinced. I was con- not that the Capitals are a bad team, but I just had a feeling he, he was going to go to a team that I thought was more in the mix, more contendery. But are they not more in the mix now that they've got Hank? That's a good point. That's a good point. It's just a, just a question. I mean, again, to be fair, to be fair to to Hank, I would, if I was like we talked about the other week, if if it's Colorado, well, now you're moving your entire family across the country. At least mm-hmm. if it's Washington, it's like you know, fair enough. It's not fucking million miles away, is it? It's probably the closest team to him. That he was like, yeah, all right, you're good enough, and it's close enough. That'll do. Yeah, that's got to be it. That absolutely has to be it. Kyle Turris, after being bought out, which was Christ, evident mission of. Oh God, I fucked this up. Let's sort this out now. And by David Poyle goes to Edmonton for one point six five million over two years. Again, this is one of those ones that I think, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Stick him on your third or fourth line. One point six million can't really go wrong. I don't think. Yeah, worth a worth a go, isn't it? I, I can't believe he got yeah. bought out two years into a contract extension. That's fucking that was mental, mad. isn't it? That's into a six-year contract extension. That's fucking beautiful, isn't it? I just and I think I think I mentioned on Twitter like fuck me Joe Sakic oh my god like he didn't just win that trade I mean <laughs> fucking, fucking eviscerated it yeah he just fucking dicked upon everyone with that and they he absolutely had NHL twenty set on easy easy mode for trades and just fucking rinsed two teams he, unbelievable he, trade yeah, that's the thing he won a trade with two teams like every aspect of that trade is <laughs> fucked up apart from yeah he 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 was in. Fucking Pierre Dorian and uh, David Poyle's brains as well when they're they're off talking like <laughs> yeah, you fancy Carl Torres. It's actually Joe Sakic with his hand up fucking Poyle's arse saying, Yeah, I'll take I'll take I'll fucking have a slice of Carl Torres, please, sir. Well we'll talk about it now. He's just done the fucking same to Chicago, hasn't he? How has he swung that trade? Basically fucking Brandon Sard for Nikita Zadarov. And Chicago are going to eat a million dollars of salt cap as well. Yeah, I, I don't know about what? that one. Like, why? What? I, th- I think for me that's an admission that they're not going to go in for any big free agent forward, such as Taylor Hall. I agree. I agree. But like I said to you the other week, Brandon Saad's one of those players who just does not get mentioned, but he's really good. I think oh, he's really no, good. No, 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 no. For what? Four for four million? Is it what? Is it going to be four million dollars in the end? Nah, five on the schnoz. Five. I'd rather I'd rather have Dickie's ad rather than Brandon Sard personally. Really? Yeah. I'd do okay, that. I wouldn't. I'd rather have Brandon Sard on that team. Like, take put him on that team. I'd much rather have Brandon Sard. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to do some damage. I really do. <sighs> yeah, like if he's who? What's he going to do? Play on playing Kadri's wing though because he's not going to play on McKinnon's wing I don't think Nazem Kadri's a good player but I don't think he's necessarily like better than Jonathan Taves no but I don't know I I think it's just I'm so sorry it's an intangible but <laughs> you you put a guy on a good you put a good player on a good team oh all of a sudden look he suddenly found an extra 15-20 points from somewhere yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you mean? that. And now you know you're on a good team. You're not going back to Chicago thinking, "Oh, fucking, hell, we ain't winning it." What the? F- I mean, why are we? Why am I even here? Why am I even bothering? That must be on your mind sometimes. It, it must be, mustn't it? If you're on a bad team, even if you're, even if you're not even an elite player, just a good player, you then go to a team that you know is contending, 
suddenly you get a bit faster, don't you? Suddenly you suddenly you, you, your shots get a bit better. You you stay a bit longer in practice. You don't mind. Oh yeah, an extra. Let's have an extra training session today. Yeah, good idea. Let's do it because like we might win. And I, now I'm going to try a bit harder. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. And and to be fair to Colorado, if you're going to trade anywhere, like trade from defense where they're pretty pretty deep, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So and it, it opens up a spot for one of Bo and Byram or Connor Timmins to to come through and do a job for them. So yeah, all right, all right. You've 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 brought me round on it. I've swayed you on that one. Absolutely swayed me, mate. The first of. One of the first trades that I th- were or three agent signings I thought was a very smart deal, and you're probably going to disagree because we always disagree. But Braden Holtby goes to the Canucks, two years, four point three million. I'll let you go first. Surprisingly reasonable, to be honest. Like to have yeah. a bit of insurance for Demko, and like Holtby is not a particularly good goalie anymore, but I think he's. Probably a, a decent enough bet for two years at four point three. I'm surprised he only took two years at four point three. That's fucking. I'm surprised to he me. took that. And somebody made somebody made the point that not only have you got a guy who you want, then okay, this guy can help Thatcher Demko grow and get better, and you know maybe he does have good. I was mentioning the week for um, for Lundqvist, like almost kind of tutoring like your younger goalie to sort mm-hmm. of help him along and make him better. I don't think Seattle then comes in. And if you've then got an extra year of Thatcher Demko learning and you don't have to throw him into the deep end straight away, you don't mind then if you lose Braden Holtby, do you? Because he's only there for two years anyway. Yep. You can go in the expansion draft if he wants and there you go. And, and when you consider the immediate choice in front of you of Braden Holtby at two boy, two sorry, two years for 4.3 or Jacob Markstrom for, what was it? It wasn't seven six at six. five, was it six at six? Oh, sorry, no, they offered him, yeah, they offered him seven at five, didn't they? Sorry, yeah. And like, yeah, you fucking take... Holby at 4.3 for two every day of the week, don't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Every day of the week. So yeah, I, I think that's, like, it's, it's not ideal, but I think he's a decent enough bet. Two-time Stanley Cup champion Matthew Murray goes to Ottawa <laughs> for a second round pick and then signs a four-year extension at $6.25 million. Two questions were... <laughs> <laughs> two questions number one are you surprised taking everything taking what you would say out of this remember this is hockey GMs are talking about are you surprised it only took a second round pick to get him and oh, yeah. and I'm going to ask this anyway what are your thoughts on the contract <laughs> what do you mean it only took a second round pick to get him no no I'm not saying oh it's only a second round pick I'm surprised that a two-time Stanley Cup goalie, even if he's not very good anymore, only cost a second-round pick. That's because I'm like, like it said before last week, like GMs are fucking idiots. So like that surprised me that they only got him for a second, considering Ottawa had something like what, what six picks in the first fifty-five picks or something, or seven picks in the first forty picks or something ridiculous like that. That it wasn't at least two seconds or the late first and a second. That Pittsburgh were just kind of happy to go, yeah, fuck it, second, see you later. Absolutely no respect being afforded to we Johnny Gruden, who was also included in that trade, by the way. Yeah, you're right. It was it only respect. took a second right. and Jonathan Gruden, who uh, had a, a phenomenal 66 points in 59 games for the OHL London Knights last year. I uh, I see your reasoning, but fucking, well, you're going to put a fucking first round pick down for Matt Murray, even, even with the disease that NHL GMs are suffering with. That special brand of dementia. 
if if anyone ponied up a fucking first round pick for Matt Murray, I'd have fucking I don't know what I'd have done. It'd have been extreme. It, it would have made the local news, I'd imagine. <laughs> what where you live? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd have it'd have gone on to fucking BBC Look East. <laughs> <laughs> It, mate, but for and, the Sens, right? Yeah, they had they had seven picks in the first two fucking rounds. Fucking so. Do you not fucking, think? Fucking so. Fucking what? Oh, I've got a tenner in my pocket. I've got a tenner in my pocket. I'm not going to suddenly drop seven pound on a fucking penny sweet, am I? Just because <laughs> I've got it. So, Have you not seen the Wolf of Wall Street? It's fucking like sell me this pen. Give me, give me that pen. All right, you want the pen back? Yeah, you got to buy it off me, kind of thing. For a team to have seven picks in the first, do you not think Jim Rutherford would have played a bit more hardball to at least get something else out of this? Because he could have just said, oh, I mean, come on, Pierre, you're getting a two-time cup champion here. It's worth at least two seconds. But no, it wasn't even that. I'm not saying it was a... I'm not saying, like, I would have agreed with you. If they got a first and a second out of it, I'd have been thinking, fucking hell. But for Ottawa to have all those picks and to then not have to give up anything for it, to me, was like bad from Rutherford's point of view. He should have done a better job, is what I'm trying to say. No, I, th- I think I think old, old man Rutherford did pretty well to get to get a second out of him for for <laughs> for a, a two time Stanley Cup winning goalie who has lost his crease. Like who's who's lost his crease to someone who's going to be playing for Metal Old Magnitogorsk. <laughs> This time next week. 6.25 million as well. What do you think about that? Fuck. <laughs> you, know what, you know exactly what I think about that. Fuck me. I mean, yeah, I'm just Fuck setting you up there. Oh, please, go off, King. Who is Matt Murray's agent? Because he's he or she is fucking best in the game, I'd say. How are you fucking mate, 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 mate? Anthony Duclair doesn't get a qualifying offer. So that they can throw fucking six point two five million at some jokester who managed to get to Sidney Crosby character drag to a cup win. Like fuck you know. I get it from I get it from Matt Murray's point of view. You want me to stay here? Well, it's going to cost you an ex- at least an extra two point two five million because it's fucking Ottawa. I mean, you want me to move here for the next four or five years? Well, yeah, this is what it's going to cost you. Then the price has just gone up, sort of. 25%. I still think, like, mate, what are, what are the Senators seeing in this kid that he's worth 6.25 million? Come on, who's, but, who's well, it? They, but they need a goalie. Well, I, I, I get was, it. I was just about to ask, who who else have they got in goal? We've got fucking Anders Nilsson. Fucking, it's Marcus Hoberg. He's young, isn't he? He's a, he's a, a William. 25. There you go. <laughs> I, I bet fucking Marcus Hobo's their fucking starting goaltender by whatever this year's equivalent of January is going to be. <laughs> Philip Gustafsson as well. Like, fuck, man. This this contract is going to be bad immediately. Hey, man, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I know, you're I just my uh, you're my proxy for for Pierre. I can't, I can't. I'm not allowed to call Pierre Dorian and shout at him anymore. He's blocked my number, so I just have to shout at you instead. Okay. I mean, to be fair though, it could be worse. I mean, you could have given a goalie three years at ten million who's thirty-four <laughs> years old because he's just kind of led you on some kind of Cinderella run. Yeah, it's, mate. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> fucking hell! It's funny <laughs> how quickly contract. Fuck me! Like the geezer's thirty-five years old. 
He's, he's he's gone from Stanley Cup hero, fucking absolute darling, to an overpaid backup goalie. And that's like I'm I'm not being funny. Like he's done fantastically. He's done an absolute job this year. However, however, what are they doing giving him all that money? What are they doing yeah, giving know. him all that money? I don't know. And and if the if the argument is that it's insurance because of Ben Bishop being made of fucking glass, shift Ben Bishop. Get rid of him. If you're that worried about Ben Bishop that you're having to overpay a 35-year-old goalie, it's... Yeah, I, I, I just don't like it. Especially where it, it provides another another block for another young goalie to come through a Jake Ottinger. Because, yes, you're, you're going to say, oh, just leave him exposed for Seattle and they'll take him. What, are they going to pick fucking 31 goalies, are they? No, they're fucking not. Like, yeah. Not not everybody's problematic goalie contracts is going to suddenly disappear when the Seattle Kraken fancy taking them on. You're you're betting on such a such an unlikely return. He's got a modified no trade for the first two years. Like fucking hell. He's not going home. <laughs> no, he fucking isn't. What bastard. He he has done an absolute job for us over two years. Oh, 100% given that. 100% oh, mate, no arguments. That. No arguments from that at all. But you can still do that and then be overpaid. I don't, I don't like it at all. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. As you all know, folks, on this show, we love, we love snake it till you make it players. The absolute king snake of this free agency, in my opinion, was Kevin Shattenkirk, who has parlayed his buyout and Stanley Cup medal into three years at $3.9 million with the Anaheim Ducks. Fantastic <laughs> work. Fantastic work. I've seen this film before with uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, know, yeah. right? Yeah, didn't he, I feel didn't like he it rings a bell somehow. Relatively modest three-year contract not all that long ago. I'm sorry, it was four-year <laughs> four year contract. He's, he's just going to get bought out of this one again, go win another cup and then sign another one. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Mate, that's fucking messed up. Kevin Kevin Shattenkirk is going to earn six and a half million dollars this year. What a fucking legend! I only chose him. I only chose him as my king snake because of the cost. But the yes. next free agency signing. Can I just the pause on? Can I pause on Shattenkirk? Oh, on. He's gone from one of yes, the best, please. one of the best demon in the league to being a snake. <laughs> one of the best demon in the league. Yeah, a few, mark. a few years ago, he was really fucking good. Like four years ago. <laughs> which, I, which I I'll admit is a long time this is after <coughs> this is after he got traded to the Capitals at the deadline was meant to be the piece that really t- tipped him over the edge did nothing then went to New York where he was like the hometown boy coming home good do you know he had a he had a season ticket to to Madison Square Garden he's coming home he's going to lead us back to the promised land bought out and then goes to Tampa <laughs> Like, piggybacks off a really good system and a bunch of really, really, really good players. <laughs> now he's going to be, like, going to be the main dude in Anaheim. How how do you go from, yeah, being being part of one of the best defences in the league to not understanding the concept of passing Alex Ovechkin the puck on the power play to taking over paycheck from 10% of the National Hockey League in the same calendar year? Geezer's like, a fucking legend. Absolute legend, absolute legend. He's joined, he's joined Lucic and James Neal and people like that. Good for him. 
Good for him, dude. Some dude's going to give you that amount of money. Good on you. Fucking, take it off him. Fucking take it, mate. Fucking take it. Before we'll get on to my other person who could have been King Snake, oh. we are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and being picked way too far up in the draft. And if you could leave a five-star review on iTunes or a review where you listen, that would be lovely. And as always, we're brought to you and sponsored by Wave Intel, which you should absolutely be using at this time of year. Because deep into free agency, you can see why your GM is an idiot or a genius. Use all of Wave Intel to chart player progress and compare them easily with graphs that are prettier and lovelier than the Elephant Man's yearbook photo. Wave Intel, online and on Twitter, being smart, (laughs) so you don't have to. Fucking leave, leave John Merrick alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> Sorry, John. Ah, two words, Will. Two words that I want to get to in it? a second. But this free agency signing prompted, prompted me and you to post videos on our Twitters. Jack Johnson is <laughs> gets a one-year deal at the New York Rangers. Yes, yes, no. yes, yes. Beautiful work. <laughs> <laughs> for, for for a team that was so aggressive and yeah, you know, who, who kicked off this now the uh, you know activity of of throwing your players away for nothing just to get the the fucking money off the book. <laughs> I mean, at least it's only one point one five mil for one year. <laughs> it's way overpayment. Still an overpayment. <laughs> Still massively. Like massively. Gunnosaurus is not getting paid anything, and Jack Johnson has the cheek. To sign at one point one five, maybe Mesut Ozil's paying Jack Johnson's wages as well because <laughs> he's still bad. No, but Mesut Ozil was too sensible to pay Jack Johnson's wages. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Oh, fuck. Okay, now they've got two uh, buyouts for defensemen on their books. <laughs> the New York Rangers do, and they're still paying Jack Johnson. Can you buy out a contract halfway through the year? Is that I, I don't know. I haven't read the CBA in a while. Is that a thing? <laughs> I've no idea. I've no idea. <laughs> I highly doubt it, but I mean, they're going to fucking need to. Fuck me. They've got Brendan I Smith. To, I forgot to say to the week, got, just, got. just quickly, sorry. I, I thought, I I had to, I said the, uh, last week that the Vancouver Canucks had all this money in their buyout history. I was wrong. It was the Rangers I was thinking about mm-hmm. who have got $13 million in buyout this year. That's $13 million. And they fucking Men's. give Jack, Jack Johnson it. Make it 13 and a half. They've just given Jack Johnson a contract. The fuck? That Kevin Shankert buyout is fucked up, isn't it? Six yeah. million dollars on a Kevin Shankert buyout this year. That's fucking mental. But yeah, that's... <laughs> why? <laughs> why does it keep happening? And why are the Rangers doing it? Like, what? what why do they... Maybe it's just like a let's get a warm body on the roster type thing. I'm not too. I'm not like too okay said, there. Like he's so he's so detrimental to teams he plays on. He's so detrimental. There's a one body, like, and then like you must just have a fucking mannequin out there. So, so they've got they've got three prospects I've heard of in Keandre Miller, Leo Hayek, and Matthew Robertson. Who, yeah, any one of those potentially could, you know, take his job. But frankly, Darren Radish, who I've never fucking heard of, I'm sure is going to be just as good as fucking Jack Johnson is. Just as good. But this, again, again, Dan, as we said as we said earlier with Wayne Simmons, if you fucking heard of him, sign him up. Like, yeah. NHL teams love players they fucking heard of. Because it means they don't have to scout. It's like, all right, I've heard of Jack Johnson. 
let's sign him up. He's he is an NHL player. Oh, he's, he's actually not very good. Well, he played in the league last year, so he's got to be all right. It's just Fucking, crazy. Just crazy. It's, it's, it's quite sad, actually. Did you know really? this is going to fucking make you laugh? And I didn't even know this until right now because I'm looking yes. at the whole list. Who? Keith Kincaid. <laughs> I, that's not as funny to me as, as Jack Johnson. But oh, glad, no, but it's I'm still glad funny. I'm glad old Keith's getting there. Uh, did they? Fucking fabulous. Oh, there, there he is. <laughs> right at fabulous. the bottom of the, of the non-roster goalies section in Cat Friendly. It's like they fucking know something before we do. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that the Rangers apparently like after they got left friend yeah like that's it the rebuild's finished and they've already start, decided to start tearing it down it seems to be they seem to have started the re- another rebuild quite quickly I'm not sure why they signed Jack Johnson and Keith Kincaid <laughs> they're tanking again <laughs> they're just tanking again yeah fucking you know, Alexis Lafreniere is not enough for me I need I need more than that. <laughs> yeah, Capo Caco and Alexis Lafreniere is not, and Artemi Panarin. That's not enough. I need more first round. To we be fair, to. they're going to try and do the Oilers route, and actually this time they're going to do it properly. So they're going to have like at least two more first round picks. Yeah. Well, if if they are next year, it would be an appropriate year to do it because I've heard that the first overall pick next year is going to be more more um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins than it is going to be Conor McDavid. So you've got to get your your shitty first round the first overall pick in there as well. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. Jacob Markstrom goes to the Calgary Flames. So, <laughs> so another another re- regrettable uh, UFA goalie contract. But who could have seen that coming? If I don't ask you, the, do you know what I always say in this show? I must ask you that in a minute. I always forget to ask it. I'm going to ask you this right now. Out Go of on. all the like free agent signings that you saw or remembered, were there any that you went, "Oh, fucking great! That is great work. Well done, that team." Fab- oh, fabulous. There, I mean, there was nothing that was that fucking erect about but there there were some that were perfectly acceptable uh, yeah I don't really like Craig Smith that's too long he's a good player but that's too long for me uh, Jesper Fast three years at two million a piece I like that like three years is t- three years is too long three years is too long three years at 3.1 million for Craig Smith like now I'm not I'm not having that he's 31 like I think that's a fucking great signing. I think that's a great yeah, I think, I think he's, he's going to be a good player, but there is fucking usually... Three is a three. Fuck, that's a steal. Absolute Mate, steal. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Because what, he's going to play fucking third line minutes for you? Why, why, you pay, why are you getting a UFA 31-year-old third liner for three years? That's fucking smackhead shit. All I'm going to say is, I'm, I can't know if I'm going to say this to you, but every single person... Every single person who does fucking graphs and charts and analytics and the whole shit has said like this is an absolute steal. He's yeah, such I, a good player. He, do you know what he is? He's he's fucking Luke Lendenning. You're like <laughs> what? But like, but look at his fucking numbers and what he does. Unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Is that is only one Luke Lendenning though? That's the problem. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. As the chance from the from the forty stands tell us. I'll, I'll give you another. I'll give you another two fucking two. What's the word I'm looking for? Three free agent con- like contracts signings I really liked. Signings that I liked. Alexander Wenberg, one year at one point at two point two five. Fucking love that. Yeah. Fair Take point, a flyer. Yeah, and one. then a nice little uh nice little uh, pairing to go with that of Vinny Hinostroser at one point one by one. But what how the fuck is Vinny Hinostroser only getting one million for a year? We had a monster year of twenty two points. I don't know. Some of these play some of these players. Some of these players must wake up in the morning and just see what other players have got and 
like they must just like start walking around the house just smashing everything. Like, how am I only getting this much money? My fucking agent is useless. Useless. Like, what? What are they doing? Yeah, I agree. Like, how's he getting one point? Like, one? Like, what? He was. He was very good. Yeah, I don't. I don't it get good. it. There, there have been some decent ones, but for me, it's all. It's always the like. It's those ones. Like, Craig, yeah, Craig Smith is like on the top end of that, but I don't. Mess, I don't like that. Smells too much of fucking Blake Como to me. Like, it's it's the little ones that I fucking like. I quite like um I quite like Tyson Barry and Edmonton for the fact that it's just one year for Tyson Barry fucking yeah takes swing on it. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll bounce back. He did allude to the fact, didn't he, that just to put a cap on Jack, Jacob Markstrom, you fucking hate that deal, yeah? Oh yeah, of course I fucking do. Like fuck. Yeah, that's fine. Just checking. Uh, just to put a uh, yeah, Tyson, Tyson Barry basically said, didn't he, that he it was playing in Toronto that he couldn't without saying as much. He he couldn't like get comfortable there. Didn't feel good. So I think I think he'll have a bounce back. I really do. Yeah, I think he's a decent player, and he's the type of player that if you can sign him for one year, fucking give it a go. Especially for Edmonton, who need demon, not nobody's business. I mean, I like what Edmonton have done. They, they, they are just we're just going to get some players in and just try and hopefully change it around a bit. Because mm. at least it's all right. Fair enough. You know, like Kyle Torres and Tyson Barry, and okay, they're not world beaters, but. They are decent NHL players, and you just then hope, okay, we get sort of four or five fresh faces in. It'll change things around, change the locker room, hopefully give everybody a lift. Absolutely, but then they're doing things like re-signing Mike Smith for one year at one point five. I think the the goalie market seemed so incredibly saturated, and quite quickly, like a couple just disappeared. And then it was just a case of, well, fuck, we'll just keep what we've got them for another year. Why not? Like, what, just fucking Mel's just do that. Who cares? So that that's that's all I could think. I didn't have any money to play with, did they? Like Edmonton offered um sorry no, it wasn't it wasn't Vancouver who offered Oh it was Edmonton um, who offered the seven by five, wasn't it? Yes, it was Edmonton who offered Markstrom the seven by five. Because that was all they could do. I mean that's like kind of how tight they are to the cap and everything. So if they make a play for Hudobin and give him that contract, well that does that's not gonna help them. That's not gonna help them. No. So, you know, they're gonna have to they're going to have to try and go around it a different way, you know, via trade or something like that. But, I mean, I guess that's why they did what they did with Mike Smith. I suppose they're betting on Miko Koskinen again, really, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, right now it's Koskinen and Smith, it's Koskinen and Smith again, isn't it? I mean, you know. What else can you do? Yeah, I don't really fancy that. But they also got... Um, yeah, we'll see. Jesse, we'll see. Uh, Jesse Paul Yarvey back as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was the other player I was thinking of. Yeah, Paul Yarvey back as well. So there you go. So there's three players straight away. Three players... It's a change. Maybe, you know, you move some players around, get some chemistry going on the line. In a move that broke very late that night, that then kept me up for 20 minutes, Tory Krug goes to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Seven years at six and a half million. Unlucky, buddy. And the interesting wrinkle with this was that he was outspoken and said that there was enough on the table from the Bruins and then they pulled it and there was nothing there anymore. They did not want to re-sign him, which was... Very, very surprising to me. But then, when I think about it, is with a hopefully with a a sensible hat on, it kind of made sense in the end. What is a what? Like what made sense? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm I'm waiting for clarification. The issue was the issue was for the Bruins was that they could not they just ha- not had any secondary scoring from anywhere anywhere. If it wasn't the perfection line, now and again it was Jake DeBrusque. And, you know, Krejci has the odd good game here or there. And that was it. 
And I think that they've taken the stance of, and, as, and you won't know this, but the McAvoy Grizzlick pairing is phenomenally good. It's really, really good. All the numbers are there to back it up. It's that's what they should go with. So I think they've looked at it and thought, okay, fine, we can give Krug six and a half million, or we can go with Grizzlick and McAvoy. Hopefully, get Chara back on a nice little Justin Williams contract as a third pairing guy. We'll maybe move some because Carson, Carson Coleman's played lots of games mm-hmm. now. He's, I think, he's ready to, you know, hopefully, hopefully make that step into being a regular. And you can then hopefully, via free agency, try and address some of that secondary scoring issue. And that's obviously what they're going to try and do. Instead of re signing Tory Krug, they're thinking, right, we'll lose him, but we're going to hopefully try and boost our secondary scoring instead by doing a couple of bits. The rumor is is that now they're in on. So it's it's we'll have to talk about this in a bit, but they are in on Hall, Dadnoff, Hoffman, and Toffoli. You know they are one of the teams who's. There's a lot of teams looking at all of those players. Mm. Just teams who need some sort of scoring. Like those are basically your four options in yeah, in the UFA. Because and this is this is the weird thing. Like of the the top free agent forwards, there is only Wayne Simmons who's been signed. So points wise. So, well, well, so, so none of um, the top three Asian forwards have been signed then. So yeah, Taylor Hall, Talita Foley, uh, Mikhail Granlund, Mike Hoffman, Dadanoff, even Kovalchuk and Eric Howler. They were they were classed as like the top three agent forwards and they're all still there. So if you can get one of Hall, Toffoli, Hoffman or Dadanoff, that's you know a decent contract. That's a good bit of business. And I think that's obviously what they're trying to do. Get Craig Smith as well, who I said is a surprisingly really good player. And then you've addressed that issue. I mean, fair enough. You've got hope then that Grizzly does step up. You can get, you know, help from maybe Chara coming back on a low contract or, you know, a player like Coleman or even one of the rookies, uh, even one of the uh, the younger guys like Zaboral or Lausanne or someone like that making the, you know, making the jump. Or like uh, and well, back in a different way. Yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of youngsters who can, who can do a job for you in theory. Would I, would I rather have Tory Krug? Yeah, of course I would. Of course I would. But then I was thinking like, this is going to sound like, not sour grapes, but it's going to sound like such a kind of, well, he's left my team, so now I'm going to shit all over him. But, you know, are his numbers as good as they are because he plays on that first power play with Marshawn, Bergeron and Pasternak. Oh, but there's... there's... I mean, he's going, to be playing on an, he's going to be playing on another good team, so he'll be okay. But like, if he'd have gone to Detroit... Is he now suddenly like, oh my god, I can't believe Detroit have made the playoffs because Tory Crews got sixty points this year? I, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think he's that yeah. good. I think it's it's underselling him a little bit to to imply that he might just be a product of the perfection line. But, but yeah, he's not. I wouldn't put him up there as like a a difference maker. Well, like like we were saying a few weeks ago, or whatever. He's not. You're not going to build a fucking franchise around him, are you? No. But a, but a great sign of St. Louis. A great sign of St. Louis. That decor is still really good. Yeah. You know, you're replacing Krug Petrangelo. Does that make it as good? Probably not. You know, Petrangelo is a better D-man in my opinion than Krug. But you put Krug in there with the rest of those D-man, that's still a really good defensive core. Really good. Yeah, I think so. And and there's a there's a question of, you know, if you kind of hand the reins over to Cotton Breaker and say, right, you're the fucking big cheese around here now. Is he going to find another gear and and sort of step it up to close to Petrangelo levels? Like who's maybe I wouldn't bet against it. No, not at all, not at all. Corey Crawford goes to the Devils for two years at three point nine million. In what I believe is a very similar Braden Holtby type situation, that maybe the Devils are hoping that Seattle comes in and does them a favour. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, similarly to, to a whole beat, like two years at under four million. I'd, I'd as soon have done that than fucking Jacob Markstrom or Matt Murray. Uh, the reason I mentioned Crawford, because this isn't really that, it's not that big a trade really, but Mark Lazarus from The Athletic Today had a article that oh, yes. the, <laughs> the Blackhawk core, like their better players, are, I'm going to say, for some reason, incredibly surprised that they're now trying to do a bit of a rebuild. Why are they surprised, Will? Am I missing something here? Well, you, you see, Dan, many moons ago, the Chicago Blackhawks were actually a good team. This is true. I've seen the videotapes. The, you know, the old black and white videos of them winning the cup in 2015. Yes. And I think, I think that Jonathan Taves' little pinhead can't quite grasp the concept that they're not fucking good anymore. Yeah, that'd be right. That would be right. That seems to be seems to be the confusion, at least, from where I'm standing. And I'm wondering if he realises the reason that you have to get rid of a player like Corey Crawford or you have to get rid of Brandon Saad is maybe because you've got a 37-year-old Duncan Keith making five and a half with a full no move and <laughs> Brent Seabrook at 35 making 6.8 also with a full no move. So what else are you supposed to do to change things around? How else are you going to start to rebuild if you can't get rid of like those two players and how are you surprised how are you surprised that this has now got to happen this is hockey jonathan aren't you mr hockey i I, I tell you for a fact that this doesn't happen if if brandon sard isn't traded because this has fucking happened before like jonathan taves throwing his fucking toys out of the brand like oh my mate brandon got fucking traded to columbus so fucking go over yourself you fucking twat and the report came out last year, didn't it? That they asked, it was either Seabrook or Keith, they said, can you wave your no-move? And they went, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. So what the fuck else are you going to do? And Corey, like I said, Corey Crawford's, what, 36, 35, 36? You, you just fucking get what you can and try and go again. You know, you just try and, right, we've got to fucking try and do something else. It, it shows like a basic lack of understanding of, of the business side of the game. And as, yeah, as much totally, as you totally. as as much as you should say like oh yeah the fucking the players should only worry about what happens on the ice like if you're gonna wade in and comment on team construction and things like that you should be more versed in the situation in like life cycle of a team like salary cap constraints x y and z like of course everybody should understand that the the Blackhawks are in the twilight of any relevancy whatsoever anything whatsoever you've got to give them some credit that they did technically make the playoffs this year so they they have some they have more relevancy than the buffalo sabers but yeah it's the clock's fucking ticking and it's just about to fucking tick that last tick so it's yeah it's 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 making jonathan taves look like a fucking idiot quite frankly no yeah you, i mean yeah exactly right exactly right just <coughs> fucking hell i what i just <laughs> christ he's meant to be smart carl clifford in St. Louis? Yeah, just been announced. Carl Clifford gone St. Louis. Uh, two years at one million. Two by one, yeah. I mean, I don't like it because it's just fucking Carl Clifford. Why are you signing Carl Clifford? But whatever. Again, though, no. a million a million quid. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. You never know. A million quid. There has been so much throwing players away, isn't there? Which is just mental yes. to me. Absolutely. So, so like if we if we were backwards, Andreas Johnson for Joey Anderson, 
Fucking never heard of Joey Anderson. Fucking give a shit. He can pull stats now for a fourth round pick and, and a prospect. That was because, and we may as well discuss this now, the Vegas are apparently like going to sign Petrangelo, aren't they? So they're yeah, just yeah, trying yeah, to that's, get that's as much cash as possible. And I think what they're going to do is, they are, I think they're just going to get him. Because it, this was the thing that people didn't, I don't know if people, well, obviously people know this, but you don't have to be cap compliant today. It's not. No, you get 10% over it, don't you? Yeah, and, and you can be, today, fuck it, you could be $10 million over the cap today. Who gives a shit? Like, but before the, you know, so you've got to get that down before the season starts, obviously. So Vegas can, as long as, if they can just get Petrangelo, I guess then they're not going to care. Because I was thinking about Vegas, that they were like, well, we want to give away half of Flo's contract and we'll give you a second. And a lot of teams went, well, no, you'll give us a first as well because we know how how up shit street you are, so we're going to take advantage. If they get Petrangelo, they'll just go, actually, yeah, all right, fair enough, we don't care. Because you can still, like I said before, like you can give away first, second, and third round picks for a couple of years if you think you're in with a shot. Because then you go, because if you win you've done what you're meant to do and then you can just kind of start rebuilding anyway so why not but that's yeah that's that's why vegas did that because he's already taken a flight out hasn't he he's gone to vegas to visit like look at schools and all he's, that he's fucking is he really buying a house yeah he's already yeah he's already yeah he's already there now he got a flight out and was like yeah i'm, I'm going to look around schools and the local area and see what it's like and yeah they're giving him a tour now like oh, classic fair, agency kind of trip it's fucking over then isn't it yeah, it's got to be. If you, because apparently, yeah, then it's like there's going to be no one else in on him. Duba said that the Leafs had spoke to him. They were nowhere near what he wanted. He's going to get something ridiculous like seven, at nine, seven, seven at nine and a half or something. I saw seven by eight, five was the rumour, but yeah, like it's all it's all conjecture at the moment anyway, isn't it? Uh, to be fair, I mean, that's the, like the Blues, I didn't know this, but the Blues don't give out bonuses in under any circumstances. Nobody gets bonuses. So it could be that Vegas have said, "Well, yeah, we'll just give it you all in bonus cash on the fucking first of July or whatever. We'll drop, a, we're just going to drop a nice big Vegas Golden Knights duffel bag full of cold hard cash on your doorstep every first of July." And he's gone, "Oh yeah, maybe that does work for me." I'm, I'm Bill Foley, and I do not give a shit. I'll fucking give you what you <laughs> yeah, want, exactly, son. exactly. And yeah, like you say, same with the Leafs. Like they just got to sort of jettison some cash. So Andreas Johnson goes to the Devils. Devils also picked up Ryan Murray for a fifth. That's, yeah, like the, the fucking Blue Jackets are just giving people away left, right, and centre, aren't they? Mark, I, still think, I still think Ryan Murray's a decent player. I, I, I rate he's great, but I think he's decent. I rate Ryan Murray. You've got Ryan Murray in your second pair, yeah. You're doing all right, especially if you pick him up for fucking nothing. There, there's an argument that the Devils aren't the right team to pick him up. Because, like, you know, what, what's Ryan Murray going to do to help that team? They're in such dire straits, but bargain's a bargain at the end of the day, isn't it? That's true. A strange one I thought was um, Leah Anderson going to the Kings from the Rangers. Yeah, I thought I was. Well, I think he'd put in a trade request or something last year. Like he he wasn't personally happy. That wasn't necessarily a, the Rangers wanted shot of him. That was just ah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't realise. All right, let's try and get what we can for somebody who just does not want to be here. But still, I mean, the fucking Kings, like <laughs> Jesus. It's a shame because it's a shame there is a salary cap. Because the Kings have built such a fucking amazing roster of like players under twenty three that they would dominate the sport for about fifteen years fucking if they all came to pass. Alex Turker. They've got so many Arthur good players. Kaliev. They've already got like yeah, it's it's already ranked first. Like their prospect pool is already ranked first, and people always say like they're the first by a mile. No one's even close to the Kings prospect pool. It's phenomenally good. Now they had like another, you know, hopefully. 
really, really good young player. It's just insane. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm so glad they picked uh, Quentin Byfield as well. So, so glad that they oh, actually yeah. did the thing. It's fucking awesome. I can't wait. I, and I, I said this on Twitter, like, of all the players, all the players coming out of this draft, I can't wait to see Byfield. I just want to see him running fools over. That's all I want to see. Mate, just... I want him to have, like... I want him to be proper old school. I want him to have fucking 80 points in his first season and like 250 penalty minutes. Like, I, can't like, wait. I don't think he's that physical though. He's just big. No, I don't think he's either. I don't he's, think he's either. He's one of these ones where like... He just get in the weight room and start <laughs> fucking yoking out, look at himself and think, yeah, I'm a fucking monster. Let's go. <laughs> like, yes. Come on, Quinton. Come on. You can do just it. Just start fucking destroying <laughs> people. I just, I just think he's going to be a fun player to watch. Really, really fun player to watch. Oh, yeah. Because like, I like it. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, mate. Absolutely buzzing. I think we're done. I think I think we've hit on everything that's worth hitting on. There's a lot of fucking nonsense going on. Mate, I've had to this fucking trade list on Cat Friendly. Shout out to Cat Friendly. Where would we be without you? Oh, God, yeah. Thank fuck for the filtering minimum number of players option on the trade board. Because fuck me, over the draft weekend, quote-unquote weekend, how many trades were there? It was like, oh... The Calgary Flames trade their third round pick for a fourth and a fifth and like fucking all that trading back bullshit. I've got fucking no time for it. Oh, there we go. Jeremy Rutherford, writer for The Athletic, the Blues writer. Hearing a deal between Petrangelo and Vegas will probably, well, a decision announcement may come as soon as tonight. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Appropriate. Just out of curiosity, how far, what are they, what are they like cap wise? Cap wise? Vegas. 79 mil? Fucking hell. <laughs> That's going to be fun to see because if they do sign him for like eight and a half, suddenly they've got to get rid of like seven and a half, seven and a half, seven million dollars. I'll be very interested to see what they then do. Well, I mean, another thing to, to what you were saying about you don't have to be cap compliant, like you, you don't have to be cap compliant full stop. You just take a good point, good point. Just take a fucking take a fine next year. No one's ever done it, have they? Don't think so, no. <laughs> I can't, I can't. That'll be... Okay, I want nothing more. I want nothing more in the world than Vegas to just take a phone call from fucking Gaz or Bill. Gaz. And they'd be like, what are you doing about your cap? And they'd just go, what do you mean? <laughs> like, well, you're $10 million over. <laughs> and? Gary, Gary. <laughs> and? If, you, so if you want a Vegas cap, you have to go through the Fanatic store like everybody else, mate. I mean, maybe then it leads to, I don't know, maybe then they look at sort of Jetson and off Nate Schmidt or Shea Theodore. I don't know. Nate, Nate Schmidt. Because I can't see anyone else they'd want to get rid of. No, not... Why are you saying that? Saying that? They're fucking got, they've got an embarrassment of riches up front, haven't they? Yeah, you'd have to shift like a Max Pacioretty or whatever, wouldn't you? Or Wild Bill. Well, if you can get rid of... If we can get rid of Flo's contract, which you which, which you can do if you give a team a first and a second, which they are more... They may do that. Because like I said, if, you, if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, you maybe don't care. No. Like, you've built your team then. You've got that team then for a good two or three years. So you can then spend those two or three years rebuilding your, your talent pool, or your, your prospect pool, sorry. So you could do that. You go to Flowers' contract, and then you're looking at, okay, so there's four players. Then you're looking at Bill Carlson, Riley Smith, Marcia So, Alex Tuck. They all make between 4.75 and 6 mil. Or it'd be, it'd be, Nate Smith, yeah, Shea Theodore. But they're not going to get rid of Theodore. Definitely not. And I no, don't I don't think, think they anyone... will, but I'm saying like that's that's then then how you do it. Yeah, those are those yeah. are the choices. I don't think anyone would take Nate Schmidt for five point nine five. Oh, I think they would. Again, I think you're you reckon... severely, severely overestimating the ability of some of these <laughs> Somebody would absolutely take that. <laughs> well, I've heard of him. 
Yeah, I think you make a good point. I reckon I reckon Alex Tuck will be the the victim. The full guy. <laughs> I mean maybe because he hasn't got he hasn't got any kind of um like modified no trade or anything like that, whereas all the other players yeah. I mentioned do. Oh but Shea Theodore doesn't, but yeah, Alex Tuck and Shea Theodore are the only players I mentioned who don't have any kind of no trade or modified no trade. So Fucking hell, though. I don't like Alex Petrangelo to that team. Fucking hell. Dangerous, isn't it? To be, fair, to be fair, people always... I think this is what we thought Vegas was going to do, wasn't it? We said when they started, okay, be shit for a few years, get loads of first-round picks, second-round picks, trade players whenever you can, build up a pool, and then you'll have a really good team. They just did it a different way, didn't they? They just ended up signing all these players who can actually play now and are really, really good. Yeah, just drop loads of trades for, for fucking incredible players. Yeah, and that's what they've done. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking Nate Schmidt, Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, and then you've got like Stone, Pacioretty, Carlson, Smith, Marshall. Like, fuck. And even the lower guys, like, you know, like Chandler Stevenson, Ryan Reeve. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy how they've just been a contender from the get go, which you know, has obviously been touched on a thousand times, but yeah, it's still bad, isn't it? All right, there we go. I don't think. This time, I think we're done, yeah? There's there's really nothing more that's happened. And I guess when we get back next time, it'll be uh, it'll all be sewn up completely. Because I think as soon as t- Taylor Hall goes, that's it. I think the... Uh, yeah, nothing else interesting is going to happen then, is it? That'll be it then. There'll be nothing. We'll be back to the... Uh, well, not the dog days of summer. I guess, the, <laughs> weirdly for hockey, the dog days of like autumn. <laughs> yeah, the dog days of winter. <laughs> the dog days of winter. <laughs> all right, there we go. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. As always, Will. Any last words? Um, no, I think I've got. I think I've got nothing for you, Dan. All right, then. there we go. Take care, folks. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.